on today's third and run podcast we have the jack cone episode i couldn't continue the pod and badger football talk without giving proper respect to my guy my quarterback jack cone obviously the badgers would have been playing today so this isn't the gear that i I wanted to be in you know heading into the fall but on the episode i get into why cone really hasn't gotten the respect that he deserves after a really stellar 2019 season I get into where he falls in the recent history of Badger quarterbacks, and finally my NFL comparison for him, which makes way too much sense not to be true. Came to my mind, I've convinced myself of it, it has to be true. Let's have a take, hit the music. This is Third and Run Podcast. Today is Friday, September 4th. I, again, am your host, Ben Kenny. I'm a student at UW-Madison and a staff writer for USA Today's The Badger's Wire. And now, big news, I'm the host of WSUM 91.7 FM Madison on Fridays from 12 to 2. We're starting that up next Friday. Couldn't be more excited. Um, before I get into Jack Cohn and the Jack Cohn episode... Though you can find my work at badgerswire.usatoday.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The Badgers Wire. And you can follow me on Twitter at Benzie Kenny. Check that stuff out as we prepare for the season, the football season, whenever it starts. And we get ready for a highly anticipated Badger men's basketball season. Hopefully that is able to happen. Obviously, we'd love to be covering a season at this point. This was supposed to be the opening game day, but... We're still following the team. We're still keeping up with it. A lot of recruiting news coming out recently. Big news in the Pac-12 about testing. They'll play sports eventually, and, and we'll be there for it when they do. So, without further ado, there's no Big Ten talk today. Honestly, finally. I needed a break from it. Leaks and updates are coming out, you know, from every side about playing in October, playing in November. I can't, I can't keep up with it anymore. I, I see it every day. I just need a break from the Big Ten talk. So... I, I just can't see, I can't believe anything I see at this point until I see it happen for sure. So, without further ado, the Jack Cohn episode. So, Jack Cohn took over for Alex Hornerbrook in 2018 when Hornerbrook went down with a concussion. Badger fans remember that season, it wasn't a great one. The team entered the season ranked number four in the country after a stellar 2017 season, and then they fell flat. Honestly, the defense wasn't great. They went eight and five. They got blown out by Minnesota. So since Cone started, and Cone came into kind of tough situation, you know, to start his college career, he ended up playing in five games, didn't play that well in 2018. So since he started, people have really been clamoring for four-star quarterback. I believe the highest quarterback recruit in school history, Graham Mertz, for when he gets to school, they want him to start. And and I'm not there for that. I'm not there for that. Mertz will change the offense. I talked about it in episode one, talking about when Skylar Bell committed. Mertz, Mertz will change the offense. He will have a stellar Badger career, but people aren't giving Cohn the respect that he deserves after what he did in 2019. So first, 2018, Cohn, five games, 60% completion percentage, 515 yards, five and a half yards per attempt, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Not, not great. Again, he came into a really tough situation when the team was not playing well. 
He obviously still had Jonathan Taylor, but the situation wasn't great for him to start his college career, especially midway through the season. You saw flashes of, of his athleticism. He played lacrosse in high school. You saw flashes of him being a good quarterback, but it really wasn't until last season, 2019, when he really came on the scene. So first, before I get into his 2019 season, I saw this in April, and this is what sparked my thoughts. I, I'd been hearing about people, you know, my friends, people wanting Mertz to start kind of from the start. But I saw this in April, and Jesse Temple writes for The Athletic, and he ran a survey, and this was obviously when the season was still going to be played or planning to be played on time. So 666 people responded to the survey, and of that, 62.2% thought Jack Cohn should start, correctly thought Jack Cohn should start, which is leaves 37.7% for Mertz, which in my opinion is too high, but at least, you know, two-thirds, I don't know what the math adds up to, two-thirds about thought Cohn should start correctly. But this is what really stood out about this survey and what I just didn't understand at all. So one of the questions was about what's what's your favorite player? Who's your favorite player on the team? And of you know, all the players, Mertz received 97 votes in first place, 97 votes. Graham Mertz is their favorite player. 48 people voted for Jake Ferguson, tight end, 45 for the young linebacker Sanborn, and then 42 for Jack Cohn. You have Cohn fourth highest, the starting quarterback who's coming off a stellar season. Obviously, they ran into Ohio State twice. That's tough. But he did everything the, the team asked for, the fans needed, and more, and more. So you have Mertz with more than double the votes of Cohn when Mertz has thrown, what, five college passes? He's thrown five. So you have this guy. He's already people's favorite player. He hasn't even taken the field yet. No one's really, you know, respecting Cohn or, or acknowledging what he did. So I, like, and this is what I don't understand about it. So Cohn in 2019 played 14 games, all 14, almost a 70% completion percentage. 2,727 yards, 8 yards per attempt, 8.4 adjusted yards per attempt, 18 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, a rating of 151.8, this all according to sports reference. So where do those numbers fall in the Big Ten ranks and the NCAA ranks? Completions, fourth. Completion percentage, first. And seventh in the entire country. Sixth in the conference in passing yards, and remember, this is a Wisconsin offense that doesn't throw the ball nearly as much as the Minnesotas and the Ohio States of the world. He's fourth in adjusted yards per attempt and third in pass efficiency rating. Again, all of this with Taylor touching the ball twice every down series, twice or more. You have him getting the ball, what, 25, 30 times a game? Cone's not throwing the volume of passes anywhere close to the Sean Clifford's Penn State, Sean Clifford, Tanner Morgan at Minnesota, Justin Fields of the world. And he's still putting up these numbers. So minus the two Ohio State losses, which we know about, he absolutely dominated. He absolutely dominated minus one big hiccup against Northwestern, which the team still won. He was tremendous in every other contest except for the Northwestern game and the Ohio State game. And then the first half of the Big Ten Championship, he, he still did dominate. The Badgers led by 14 points going to halftime. So this year coming up, the team had an absolute cupcake schedule, especially after they moved conference only, took Notre Dame and App State off. So those numbers would have only gone up. And you also don't have Taylor there in the backfield to touch the ball 30 times a game. You know, the Badgers will still run the ball, but I think Cone would have had the ball a lot more in his hands. 
So he did every single thing the program asks from in a QB and more. Low turnovers, extremely low turnovers, high completion percentage. He's able to stretch the field when necessary. Doesn't throw the best deep ball, but, but you saw him able to stretch the field against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship against Minnesota. So he wasn't the Fields or Morgan level of you know star Big Ten production, but he did more than enough with less around him than Morgan and Fields. Morgan had two wide receivers that, are, that one's in the NFL now, one's going to be a first round pick. So no one gives him credit for this because the Mertz, uh, the survey, people, more than twice the amount of people still have Mertz as their favorite player. You have 40% clamoring for him to start. No one's really, you know, respecting what Cone has done and, and what he did last year and what he meant to the team. And you could point to the Illinois loss and say that interception cost the team the game. I would argue it didn't. I would argue it didn't. Jonathan Taylor fumbled the ball, what, three, four minutes before when the Badgers were on the, were inside the Illinois 30. That fumble gave Illinois the ball. They obviously scored quickly. And the cone pass wasn't a bad one. The defender made an insane play. Was it, obviously, would it have been better if he hadn't turned the ball over? Yes. But I put that game on Taylor. I put that game on Taylor's fumble. They still won the Northwestern game. The only performance you can point to and say, oh, he wasn't good that day, that was against Ohio State in Columbus. In Columbus. And obviously, I, I've talked about this a lot, but you had Jake Ferguson blocking Chase Young, one of the best edge rushers I've ever seen, on, on third and long, Cone didn't really have a chance. And Ohio State is obviously the far superior team that year, more talented team. So minus that performance, he, he did every single thing the program asked for him and more, and more. So now, looking big picture, where, where did the season fall in the recent history of, of Badger quarterback seasons? And we can go back 10, 15 years. So before Cone came Alex Hornerbrook. I don't ever need to mention his name on this podcast again. You guys know all you need to know about him. Bart Houston, Joel Stave, you know, Russell Wilson, Tolzien. So where where did the twenty his twenty nineteen season fall in the recent history of Badger quarterbacks? Because we know Stave had success, you know. Houston wasn't great. Hornibrook had that great year, but he didn't play anybody. The answer? This was the best season we've seen from a Badger quarterback. Listen to this. I'm saying it. I mean it. Since Russell Wilson in 2011. So Wilson's 2011 season literally broke, I think, every single Badger quarterback record. 3,175 yards, 73% completion, 11.8 adjusted yards per attempt. Insane. 33 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, 6 rushing touchdowns. No one's going to duplicate that production or come close to it honestly, unless they get a Justin Fields. Mertz might be able to, but but you know who Russell Wilson is, Super Bowl winning quarterback. I would argue the second best quarterback in the NFL right now. So how, like, why, why am I saying this? Since 2011 and the three quarterbacks that have played before Cohn, after Wilson, again, Hornerbrook, Houston, Stave. Passing yards, he's first. Completion percentage, he's first. Adjusted yards to attempt, he's second to Joel Stave's 2012, but Stave threw far, far fewer passes, much smaller sample size. Touchdowns, he's second to Hornibrook in 2017, but Hornibrook threw 15 picks that year, didn't play a single good team. Interceptions, also second, again to Stave in 2012 with far, far fewer attempts. And rushing touchdowns, he's first since then. He has literally led every meaningful category since Russell Wilson played, minus being second in categories where if you throw fewer passes or 
you know, if you also throw 15 picks, those numbers will be higher. So we had, he also had to do more than Stave, and he had to do it more efficiently. And again, I'm not getting into Alex Hornibrook and his time at Wisconsin as the quarterback. So it's clear. Cohn has been the best Badger quarterback since Russell Wilson. I said it. I mean it. I, you, could, you could debate and, and say Stave did it for four years. You can debate and say Hornibrook's team you know, won the Orange Bowl, Cohn lost in the Roach Bowl. If we're looking at the numbers, this a singular season, this was the best we've seen in 10 years. So finally, let me shift gears to this. So I was thinking aimlessly during quarantine, as I assume many were. There weren't sports on. I live for sports. I need them. I was, I was thinking aimlessly during quarantine, you know, sitting at my computer. I was going to write something. And, and I was thinking about what which quarterback Jack Cohn reminds me of in the NFL. I was looking for his perfect NFL comparison. And it, it took me a little while, you know, I, I thought through everyone, but finally I came up with his perfect NFL comp. So big disclaimer, Cone's obviously in college. Cone in college right now, this guy's in the NFL. So Cone in college is what this guy is in the NFL. This quarterback is obviously better because he's in the NFL. You know, he's been in the NFL for more than a decade. He came from, he went from college. If you look at his college numbers, they don't look like cones. I'm talking about cone in college versus a guy in the NFL. So during draft season, many people draw, you know, aimless references to Von Miller. Looking at an edge rusher, they say, oh yeah, he's the next Von Miller. He does this. Peyton Manning, look at a quarterback and say, oh yeah, he really reminds me of Peyton Manning, Adrian Peterson, etc. Aaron Donald. The comps just get out of hand because people get paid to do it. You know, it's interesting. But this comp is the most accurate I can think of for Cone and for a Badger quarterback, and it's Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. And I'll, Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan, I'll give three re- reasons why. They are their physical traits, the playing style, and their production. So first, physical. Cone comes in at, at six foot three, two hundred twenty-one pounds. Ryan very similarly six four, two seventeen. Similar build, you know, similar athleticism. Etc. They just they kind of appear the same, and obviously, if you look at a picture of the two next to each other, they look very similar. But I'm not going to get into that kind of loophole. So their playing style. If you had to describe Jack Cohn, I would say you know sky high quarterback rating, sky high completion percentage. Obviously, things that that Badger quarterbacks need to do well with how good the running game is. He's not overly athletic, but he's able to move well, you know, in and out of the pocket. And and we saw him against Ohio State, pick up yards with his legs when necessary. He has the athleticism. He, he's not a running quarterback, but when he needs to, he can. Cone, Cone has a solid arm. He's accurate. He has a solid arm, but it's nothing close to what we see from the best at the college level. You know, he's no Trevor Lawrence. He's no Justin Fields. Um, and again, good, like really good short to intermediate accuracy. And he makes very, very few mistakes with the football. If you look at there at Cone and Ryan's how they throw, it looks very similar. Obviously can't show you on a podcast, but Ryan's the same story. His completion percentage is in the mid to high 60s. Quarterback rating consistently, consistently in the top 10 in the league, high. A pocket passer, but one with the ability to escape the pocket when necessary. He has the inner pocket athleticism that you look for in a quarterback. Very proficient at intermediate throws. And again, a solid arm, but nothing overly special and not close to what we see from the best at the NFL level. 
but he's able to manage the game very well, make few mistakes with the football, maybe even do a little more than manage it. Obviously, he has Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley to throw to, but overall, they're, they're the same type of player. They're the same type of player. They're the same build. They're the same type of player. Finally, the production. Jack Cohn's college career, 2018-2019, 68% completion, 7.5 yards per attempt, 7.7 adjusted yards per attempt. Touchdown to interception ratio is 2.875. Ryan's NFL career, 65.4 completion, 7.5 yards per attempt, 7.5 adjusted yards per attempt, 2.18 touchdown to interception. You can go back and listen to the numbers again, but I'll sum it up. Exact same yards per attempt, similar touchdown to interception, similar completion. They holistically are pretty much the same player. Again, Ryan's in the NFL. He's doing it at a different level. But if you're looking at in context what they do with the football for the level they're at, they're the same player. Now, you may say that Cone's obviously done it with now NFL players Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, Cephas on the outside. Going into this year, he's going to need to do it without them. But you could say the same thing about Matt Ryan. He's done it with Julio Jones, Roddy White, you know, Tony Gonzalez early in his career. Now Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman, they made it to the Super Bowl. Like he's, he's had the weapons. He, he's had the top NFL level weapons, and he's a lot better when he has them. So I don't think it's a, a, a knock on quarterbacks when you say that. But, but it's, it's the similar situation. So there's your NFL comp. There's why Cone deserves the respect of the Badger faithful and, why he, and I, how I don't get why he's not getting it now. And finally, where he falls in the recent history of Wisconsin quarterbacks. Quick episode on Friday. I'll get into a lot of Big Ten, you know, Pac-12 return to football talk coming up. Hopefully we get more news and fewer stupid leaks about the season hopefully you know a plan starts to arise or at least there's some transparency and we and we hear about how they're trying to move forward but that's that's our show that's your show for today for the weekend reminder you can follow the pod at third and run pod on twitter you can follow me at ben z kenny on twitter and my work for badgers wire at the badgers wire on twitter and badgerswire.usatoday.com Thanks for listening again. I'll see you all next week.